This is HPR episode 2690 entitled A Chat About the Hive MQ Broker and is part of the series Interviews. It is hosted by Ken Fallon and is about 7 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Ken talks with Florian Raschbichler and Anja Helmbrecht-Schar about Hive MQ. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today, joining me are the team from HiveMQ. Hi Ken. Hi. And you are? Uh, my name is Florian uh, from HiveMQ, yeah. And what's your, and you are? So my name is Anya, also from HiveMQ. And the company is also named DC Square. But uh, HiveMQ is the product and it's very... Strong together, so you can say have MQ or DC Square. Okay, I get it. And <laughs> you make a MQTT message broker. That's a, a proprietary, a proprietary application. But yeah, that, that is correct. We, uh, our company, developed the Hive MQ, which is the enterprise MQTT broker. It is uh, under perpetual licensing, but um, you can check out www.hivemq.com/downloads. And get a free evaluation a version which allow, allows up to 25 concurrently connected devices. Okay, so let's take one step back here. What's HiveMQ? What is the purpose of Message Broker and what are you dealing with? Okay, so we are dealing here with the MQTT protocol, which is a published, subscribed based messaging protocol. Um, on, it's an application layer put on top of TCPIP as the transport. And well, the the purpose really is um, to enable uh, decoupled, um, scalable messaging for the IoT. So, this is what would be a typical use case for uh, MQTT. For so, the Hello World use case is uh, to collect with different sensors uh, temperature or some uh, data from your your houses maybe, for example, and uh, then you can collect them and uh, every message is uh, going through the broker by publishing this and other clients can connect and subscribe to these topics and then you can get the temperatures or get whatever you want and can analyze this data in your business purpose that you like. So a lot of people listening to this network will be familiar with uh, something like Mosquito, where you send it off to an open source message broker. So would they be? Would Mosquito be compatible with uh, your message broker? Um, as I said, we are the the enterprise MQTT broker. So Mosquito is a fine product, especially for testing purposes or for private purposes. But um, 
for A, large-scale deployments and B, integration into existing uh, enterprise systems, it, it is not ideal. And this is where we, where our strengths lie and we're, where we don't see Mosquito as a, a well, viable competitor. Yeah. Um, but on the command line clients, so any client will be able to communicate with you as a message broker, correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, the hyphen Q is downwards compatible up to the MQTT 3.1 version. So any client that is also uh, compatible with MQTT 3.1 or MQTT 3.1.1 will be able to connect uh, to hyphen Q. Okay, so can you tell me what a typical um, message would be that you could see coming from um, a sensor or something like that? Um, so just to go a little bit back, MQTT as a protocol is mm -hmm. completely data agnostic, but um, tip a typical use case is that JSON is being uh, sent over um, uh, as the payload. So for instance, it could be status and then colon and then offline, for instance. Could be could be what a client sends before it goes offline. Or if you're talking about a home automation use case and you want to change the color of your lighting, then it could be color colon red, for instance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can get it. Yeah. And your expertise then is on large scalable businesses and giving somebody a phone number to ring, I'm guessing. Um, well, of course, the... the um, manufacturer enterprise support that we or specifically myself provide is also one of the selling points that we have but also we have the expertise in MQTT and in the architecture so we can we can help you from the f first day to the go live and beyond uh, in your large-scale MQTT deployment. Okay, excellent. Now, for those of you listening along, I'll put a link in the show notes. You have an excellent blog entry with the essentials of MQTT, a 10-week uh, um, series on your website. I'll put a link into that. And uh, anything you want to know about MQTT should be covered with there. But the basic principles should be the same. We're, we're more or less talking about a protocol here. Yeah. And no, exactly. And we're, we're also happy to, to spread the knowledge about MQTT. And also, if even if you're not a large-scale enterprise looking to connect multiple millions of IoT devices, um, please uh, uh, please check out our uh, the MQTT Essentials or our blog in general and hit us with a comment and um, we will try to get to all of those. And you have uh, GitHub uh, repositories for the plugins and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, we have... We have multiple GitHub uh, repositories for so-called off-the-shelf plugins. Um, just go to uh, GitHub slash hyphenq, and uh, you will you will see a list of uh, all the, our openly available stuff. And you can uh, you interface. You also maintain a list of the clients that will that you, that you can connect to the brokers. Um, yes, on our blog. <coughs> There's also another series uh, next to the MQTT Essentials is the so-called um, Client Library Encyclopedia, which is where we have a well a list of available MQTT client libraries. It's not a complete list, but it's a pretty big list. So it's a good breakdown of uh, if you wanted to implement a client and uh, test it against different brokers, this would be a good place to start. Yeah, and also if you're looking... Um, it's it's divided into programming languages. So yeah. what, whatever your requirements are, you can find a good starting point there. Okay, excellent. Anything else that we missed in this uh, conversation? No, I, I I think we covered it all. I mean, maybe one more one more note on on our behalf. We recently also introduced a client library for Java. Um, yeah. It's called MQTTB, 
and it focuses on on reactive Java and on on, on high performance messaging. So yeah, maybe you want to check that out also. And that's on your website, or isn't? Uh, it's also on 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 GitHub. That that's open, is it? Yeah, it's it's open. Okay, so. excellent. So good stuff. Thank you very much for taking the time, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow in a virtual sense. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.